You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. I want to know who we paid to tell them we were trucking experts. <laughs> Some lying bastard. <laughs> could be. Could be. Well, this is Mike. Yeah, this is Kevin. And we're here to bamboozle and befuddle you again with our uh, oh, handling. Well, <laughs> if you... Huh? Our magical uh, 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 tea leaf reading. Yes, tea leaf reading. Yes, I, I have this Ouija board and I get my answers off of it. If you have a question or a comment, push one on your phone on the dial. If you push it twice, you'll be erased from the universe and you don't want to do that. So just once is good. Um, if we don't get enough questions or answers, I will start singing and telling dirty jokes. So it's up to you. We don't care. I uh, do. You do? <laughs> You you don't want me singing? I'm I sorry. can hear you loud and clear. I don't know about everybody else, but <laughs> do you, anyway. Go ahead, do your work. Um, <laughs> we're uh, we're here on a Sunday night. Right. It's been snowing. It has. We just got to see two fabulous playoff games. Yep. Now you may agree with the outcome or not agree with the outcome, but they were exciting games, particularly that Minnesota New Orleans game. Yeah. Uh, wow. Anytime a game ends like that. I'd like to see the Super Bowl end like that. <laughs> that would make it worthwhile you watching. You just didn't know who was going to win until the end. No, you didn't. Right down to the end of it. Okay, so in either case, um, do we have any particular subjects we want to talk about tonight that are of interest? Um, tire pressure. Monitoring uh, systems? No. The, uh, we talked about that last week, didn't we? The, what, not the hoses. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. One of the problems we've had with tire pressure inflation systems, the ones on trailers that we see, uh, it doesn't really matter which brand they are. They have a, a significant failure rate. And uh, one of the problems appears to be the hoses. Right. And the valving in the hoses are not good enough. And I have found a replacement for them from uh, Stemco uh, that really look fabulous. You don't have to take the hoses off in order to check the pressure because it's got a little cap you can take and check your pressure right there. Um, the I'm, yep. I'm very impressed with them. We do have them available or, you know, if somebody's interested in them. But it, it hopefully is a solution that's going it, to it, – according to what we look at, it should solve between 85 and 90% of the issues we've been running into. Yeah. So, yeah, so and the problem, and I guess just to go through this, the problem with the tire inflation system, especially on a trailer, is that uh, it, you, you can see at the front of the trailer that you've got 100 pounds of pressure going into it. Uh, but when you get back to the tires, sometimes you'll see the inside tire on one side or the outside on the other side is just disappearing yeah. and wearing all funny. And you, can't, you have no cause for that. You can't even check them without removing the inflation. Taking the hose off. Yeah. And, and the assumption is that once you buy an automatic inflation system, you don't have to do that. Right. That's the point. Right. But, but in fact, you do. You do have to check, check and, them. Once uh, in a while. If they had better hoses, maybe we'd have less failure. And that's our hope here with this system. Yeah. So we shall see. We're, we find when we go out to fleets that are having tire wear issues and we look at their trailers and see the issues, 
15 to 20% of the wheel positions we check do not have the same inflation between the two tires in that dual wheel application. And that's in just a year after you've installed the system. Within 90 days, I'm Within seeing that. Within 90 some. days. Yeah. So it's, it's a real issue. It is. The other thing is if you take the hoses off to check the pressure, mm-hmm. you really should replace the O-ring. Uh, and most people don't. They put it right back on. They put a wrench on. They squeeze it down. They damage the O-ring. Now you have a leak. Yeah. Okay. And, and it just compounds itself. So uh, anyway, we're hoping this will be a good solution for everybody. Yeah. Okay. We do have one person with a question or a comment. Right. And um, so we will check 716 area code. Kevin and I already discussed this. It's so he already knows where the guy's calling Area code is. Right. It's Texas, right? New York. Yeah, New York. That's right. Okay. But we think this is a fellow who lives in Florida but still has a New York number. We suspect. And what state is he actually in? Oh, I'll go with Georgia. Anybody that from New York that thinks he's living in Florida is in a state of confusion. That is true. So let's click it up and see where this guy actually is. Either Georgia or confusion. Hello, New York. Almost. Hello. You're right about the New York. Hello. 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 Uh huh. Hello. Okay. <laughs> well, you're half right. Yes, the I, a... number is New York. <laughs> yeah. No, I do not live in Florida. I live in North Georgia. And North Georgia. Okay. That's right. And I'm currently in Illinois. Where? In Illinois. I just like to say Illinois. Illinois. Oh, Illinois. Illinois. Got it. Oh, Illinois. Uh, Got it. Well, you're not far from us then. We is in Des Moines. I just passed through there today. Well, there you go. There you go. We were watching football. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so what can we help you with today? Well, I was checking pressures today, Uh-oh. and uh, this deer were uh, figure with the cold weather being really super cold. Uh, mm-hmm. The steers were a little lower than what I like them to be, and it mm-hmm. just, I just had the quick question. Now I've got an Ace low graded tire, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm probably at about eleven five on the steer at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you say is the lowest? I know one twenty to one twenty five is where I like to keep it. What's yep. the lowest pressure it could get to without causing damage? Well, what is the axle rating on your steer axle? 12,000. Oh, you got a 12,000 pound axle and you've got H rated tires, which is more tire than you need, but I like more tire than you need. Um, uh-huh. My opinion then, if you're not going to run more than 12,000 pounds on your steer axle, 115 is where I would start ra- waving flags. Right. Okay. No less than 115. Yeah. I would okay. like to see 120, 125, but if it gets down to 115, okay, we better start. Well, when I bumped so them, yeah, when I bumped them, yeah, well, I bumped them back up to 125, so mm-hmm. we're right where I want it to be again. Good, good. And how low were they? Uh, they got down to about, they were between 105 and 110. It had been a couple of days since I checked it, but when yeah. I checked it last, it was also warm. Like yeah. I was, it was 40 degrees and then it got down to like zero. So, yeah, and see, yeah. for every 10 degrees of temperature drop, you can expect about one pound of pressure loss. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so that gives you an idea what you would expect just from cold contraction, okay? Now, okay. in addition to that, tires leak air. 
So they leak air directly through the sidewalls. They're not solid pieces of rubber. It's a formed up piece. And so losing one to two yeah, losing one to two pounds a month is not uncommon for a commercial truck tire anyway. Okay. Okay. Very good. Now the other other point is let's say you're running twelve thousand pounds. And people say, Well, why would you like to see more tire than than I've got? If you were running a fourteen ply tire, a G rated tire, then those two steer tires combined could carry a total of 12,350 12, pounds a load. That's their maximum load, okay? And then you hit the brakes, and then it's way more than that. That's the key. It's not the load that's on the tire when you're sitting still or just rolling down the road. It's the load that's on the tire when it's under duress, when you're stepping on the brakes or cornering. That's when we get the deformity in the tire, and we have the tire we're And that is exactly why, when it was time to replace my steers, I went with a set of Michelin, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think your X line. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. With the 16 ply. And then, do you know, have any idea? Did you get a price on what the 14 ply was, so we know what the difference in money was? Um, I think it was like maybe like 50, 100 a tire. I f- honestly, I forget, but uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't that much a difference. But I've got the 130 rated, uh, 130 psi cold wheels. So yeah. I just. I wanted to go extra yeah. anyway. Good. So, well, fifty fifty bucks a tire is what I understood it was. A hundred bucks in a pair, and it just gives you so much reserve capacity. And you have tons of reserve capacity on your rear tires, right? Because you're only running four thousand pounds on each tire, fully loaded with duals, and those tires are capable of carrying fifty eight hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, excellent. All right. Well, I'm glad we're able to answer your question, and you stay warm out there, huh? Oh, yeah. It's a little chilly. <laughs> All righty, buddy. Have a great day. All right. Back to you soon. You. Bye. <clears throat> okay, that was a good question and answer session. It was. It we was like that. New York. <clears throat> now then, we have two more, a couple more. <clears throat> a 530 area code. What do I think it is? Yeah, any guess. Ohio. Boy, you're way off. It's the Fruitland. Fruitland. Um, Why do they call California the granola bar state? I see. Because when you get rid of the fruits and nuts, you got nothing left but flakes. The fruit and nut land. Fruit and nut land, right. Okay, so we have got 530 California code. Is he in California? Yes. Yeah, you can't get out. They don't let people out. Those guys at the border won't let you leave. So let's see what 530 has to say. All righty. Hello, Hello, California. California. How you doing, guys? We're doing oh, good. Yourself? Man. Oh, I, I'm I'm about to start busting out laughing here. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, good. That's the right. plan. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, I'm actually I'm in uh, Albert Lee, Minnesota, right now. So I'm. Oh, you're just north of us. Yeah, you're just barely uh, north of us, about two and a half hours, two hours. Oh, that's right. Y'all are out of Des Moines. I, I was thinking y'all were also out of Oregon for some reason. No, no, um, no, not us. Ah, uh, okay. I was wanting to try and see if I could pick your guys' brain about drive tire wear. Well, okay. the, crow, the, the crows only pick at the good fruit, so have a good time. Let's see here. I bought this truck August a year and a half ago. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, fast forward to February, I blew out one of my drive tires. The only Duels thing that they had in that 
Uh, the the super wide uh, 445. Wide base. Okay. All right. That's fine. Okay. That was on the left rear. The only okay. place that I could find anywhere near me that even had a tire, all they had was a trailer tire. But at the time, okay. I'm thinking, okay, well, this trailer tire's got 16, 30 seconds, which matches up to about what I've got on the truck anyway. So bring that out and throw that on. Well, nine days later, I went in. Uh, yeah, nine days later, I blew that tire out. So ah. Got a hold of a yeah, got a hold of a Petro. They had two of them, the 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 uh, Michelin uh, Energy Deltas. So okay, can we, stop, can, we, can, we, can, we, can we stop for a minute? Sure. Did you find out why both of those tires blew? No. The, the first one I just assumed the... that I ran over, so it was rolled. Yeah, the first one I assumed that I rolled over something. And then I would have the seen other the one same I, thing. But... Was, the other one, when, it was a trailer when... tire that was put into a drive position. That wouldn't have mattered. It lost air. And when you lose two in the same position from losing air, the odds are the valve stem and the O-ring on the valve stem is bad. Okay. Now, when they put your new tires on, did they replace the valve stems and the O-rings? When they came out the second, yes. When I did the second road call, because I did both tires, so they went Mm -hmm. on ahead and they did do the valve stems at that time. I know that. I don't know about the O-rings, but I know that they did do the valve stems. If they hadn't, you'd have lost another one. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, well, good to know. So That's that one was good thing. February. Now, now you're, yeah, now your question is, what do you do with the tires, right? Well, no, because that was February last year. Fast forward okay. to August last year. No, okay. play that. Fast forward to September last year. I mean, got Oregon it. got a good-sized bolt inside one of my tires on my front axle. Okay. Oh. So I went on it. Yeah. So and of course they're the, they, but they're the two tires that I wanted to replace anyway. So I replaced those. Replaced them both. Just took it into a TA and said, "Here, take them off, put new ones on. Let's call this done." Got it. Got uh, it. So now I've got six months worth of difference in time. Probably mm-hmm. forty-five to fifty-five thousand miles difference between the two. Mm-hmm. I was completely retarded and I didn't bother to gauge the back axle when I went on ahead mm-hmm. and put the new tires on to see where I was at. But mm-hmm. now I'm noticing that my back tires, my, my third axle, seems like it's a lot more different than it should be from the front axle. But as I, I guess where I'm going with this is, should I rotate these or will that front axle, because that's where the power divider is, will that front axle eventually wear down and catch up to the extra six months worth of use on the back? Okay, so now we need to educate you on drive shafts, right? Okay. Okay. The the first thing you need to understand is even though you got tandem drive axles, the horsepower that is delivered to the drive axle comes in through the drive shaft. It okay. hits the power divider on the front diff. Right. At the top of the power divider is a spider gear. The spider gear will either engage and throw the power into the front diff or let it slide and go into the rear diff, depending on which one turns easiest at that instant. Now, once it gets into the diff, it will either go to the right side or the left side, depending on which one turns easiest. Okay. Now, as soon as the wheel with the least amount of traction gets all the power. Exactly. And the wheel with the least amount of traction is constantly changing. So that horsepower is popping around in your four wheel positions all the time. And you can never predict where it is at any one time. 
Right. And it's uh, it now, is this theory, does this leave it relatively even? No, no. Now we're, we're going we're gonna to go a little further here, okay? All right. So that's how the power gets distributed. Now, if you put one wheel in a mud puddle and let the clutch out, that wheel will spin, and, and the other three will just sit there and look at you. Right. So now you lock in the power divider. Now, when you lock in the power divider, the spider gear locks up, and half of the power goes into the front diff, and half of the power goes to the back diff. And which wheel it drives on the rear or the front diff depends on which one turns easiest. So right. now, if both tires on the right side are sitting in the snow, and you lock in the power divider, both of those tires will spin. You still can't get out of the snow. Got it? <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Right. Okay, so some trucks have a full lock. It's a second switch on the dashboard, and it will lock in all four wheels to drive, and you actually have full four-wheel drive, and it can pull yourself out of adverse conditions. Got it? I had some, yeah, I had something like that on a tow truck that I drove, I don't know, 15 right. years ago, but the only problem right. with that is anytime I engage that in the mud, I could turn mm-hmm. the steering wheel as much as I wanted, and that damn thing would go in a straight line. Exactly. But people who are <laughs> logging and some people who are running dump trucks will buy the full locks to get out of adverse conditions. Most people just have the power divider lock. Okay? Uh-huh. All right. Now, yeah, that's the way the power works. All right. Now, let's talk about how tires wear. If all four tires were the same brand new and you put them on at the same time, the rear okay. drive axle would wear 25% faster than the front drive axle does. Okay? Oh. Okay. That's normal in a tandem drive truck. Now, it is not because the horsepower is going to the rear diff, because I just described it's going to go wherever the power is easiest. It wears faster back there because the front diff gets to the road first and gives the direction the truck's going to go. And if there's any difference in the alignment between the front and the rear diff, the rear diff drags sideways to go with the front diff. That makes it wear faster. Okay? Okay. That makes sense. The, the second thing that causes the rear diff to wear faster is that the fifth wheel pin location is normally four to six inches in front of the common center between those two diffs. Well, actually, so on my truck, you... I keep it all the way back because of my, okay. how heavy my front end is, and, and I'm mm-hmm. a step back with very limited space back behind, so I carry, I, I carry my fifth wheel all the way at the back anyway. So I guess so that's going not... that, to emphasize that even more then. Well, no, it can change things. Now, what happens if your fifth wheel pin is in the normal position? You put it there to put more weight up on your steer axle, okay? Right. It gives your load distribution right. But when you turn a corner, because the the pin is almost over the front diff, and the slides sideways. You see what I mean? Okay. So if I had all four brand-new wheels, tires, and I ran the truck 20 or 30,000 miles, and then I walked out and I felt the outside shoulder on the front diff tires, they would be square and clean-looking shoulders. But I go back and look at the rear diff, and the shoulders are rounded and shredded because they've been sliding around the corners every time I turn a corner. Got it? Okay, right. Okay. Those are the reasons the rear diff wears faster. Now, given that, and in normal conditions people drive it, if we mounted up four brand-new tires on both axles, everything was new, I would run them in that position until the rear diff was 4.30 seconds more worn than the front diff. 
And at that okay. point, I would X-rotate the tires and move the fast-wearing tires up onto the front axle and the slow tires to the back to allow them to even back out again. And then when the rear dip is four thirty seconds more worn, I'd rotate them again. Okay. okay? Uh, uh, one quick little... Uh, these, if, if memory serves on these, these are directional tires. So They're should I break them down then? And... No, no, no. The Michelin's tires, and I've got the bulletin from Michelin that says this. On their website. Uh, and I have it on the website, too. It's under the tech bulletins, I believe. Right. If they're only directional in that when you first put them on, you're supposed to break them in in the correct direction. But once you've broken them in, you could run them either direction. Their steer tires, the drives, and the trailers are all the same. Uh, 60,000 miles. Okay. That makes sense? So, so I would... In your situation, what is the 30 seconds difference between the two drives? Yeah, do you have a tread depth difference there? Uh, right now, it's about eight. At, at 8.30 seconds, I would be putting the worn tires up on the front one, the, the unworn ones on the back, and watch them and see if they even back out again. Okay. Or, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I was dismissing it to be the, the six-month difference in time, but... It could be six months in time, but it could be the wear rate. That's the wear rate's what I'm worried about. Right, I want right. to keep the two tires. Right. And the reason I want to keep them the same is not to protect the tires. It's to protect the gears and the differential. Right. If they get too much difference between them, then one axle is rotating faster than the other. It can blow out that spider gear in the top of your power device. Oh, even isn't that supposed to compensate for it? It only compensates, according to the manufacturers, you're not supposed to have any more than eight thirty seconds difference front to back. But from field experience, we've learned we can go up to 15 and still not have a problem. But if you get past 15 difference between the front and the back, you can blow up power drive about 30 days. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'll, have to get that. I'll get that done tomorrow before I leave here then. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with tire wear. It has to do with protecting the gears. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, I appreciate okay. the information. Not a problem, bud. You have yourself a great day. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right. <clears throat> well, we haven't talked about alignment yet. No. Tire pressure and drive tire. Drive wear tire rate. sizes and wear rates and things. Okay. We got another one here. It's a 917 area code. What's your guess? My guess is Florida. Actually, this is a twofer. A twofer. Second guy in New York. <laughs> Okay, this is our last allowed call from New York. Yeah, this after this, psh, no everybody more. else from New we'll York. cut them off. They have to stay there. All right. <laughs> is he in New York? Is he in? His, uh, he better not be because this is our. This is our. I bet he's in New York. If he if he's not in New York, yeah, then we can take a third call from New York. I'll think about that. <laughs> Let's right. see where he's at. Hello, New York. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. You betcha. What's up? Um, in Florida, not in New York. Good for you. All right. <laughs> so this is the one that's hey, in yeah. Florida. All right. <laughs> that is correct. Right. Yeah. Hey, guys, um, on my steer tires, I have 60,000 miles on it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, inside of the tire, close to the frame, is wearing out, on, especially the driver's side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a significant wear on that versus any other rib. The one mm-hmm. on the right side is also wearing, but it's not wearing evenly. It has like more of a 
uh, Riverwell scallop. kind of on there. Yeah, scallop. Mm-hmm. There you go. On, the, on that side. Scallop. Um, right. Now, what, is, there what any, is, is, there, is there any feathered wear on the steer tires? No, it's not. No, I checked for that. It feels no. smooth both ways? Yeah. Yes. Does your truck have a bit of a right pull? Uh, yeah, it does pull a little bit to the right, depending on the crown of the road. Like right now, it's, it's fine, but it pulls okay. sometimes a little bit to the right. Does it want to follow sometimes, cracks sometimes and hunt? Uh, yeah, sometimes it does, yeah. Okay. I think your front end is towed out just a little bit, and it could be that the drive axles in the rear are not quite aimed the way we would like them, and that makes the inside left front tire wear. Okay. Very common well, problem. Say that again? It's a very common problem. Oh, okay. Now, would a worn axle beam have anything to do with that? No. Well, if your kingpins were loose, and that would be the part of the beam that would be worn, it could cause some cupping. If your wheel bearings are loose, it could cause some cupping, too. So both of those things are you typically see that on the outside edge. Well, it could be either place. Just, it just depends. So but whoever you take it to for an alignment needs to check those Hey, well, how, what what your vehicle is this? It's a 1999 Freightliner FLD120, and it did went to Modlin International out there in Daytona. Um, mm-hmm. They told me that I need, needed new kingpins. Here's the that, thing with well, that: um, the kingpins was put in uh, about a year and a half, maybe two years now, coming up on that. I mm-hmm. personally grease this truck every two weeks, jack up the front end, mm-hmm. and grease it. Mm-hmm. I find it hard to believe the kingpin worn out that quickly with all the no. care that well, I've got with it. So if you're if you're jacking it up to grease it, you can check uh-huh. the kingpin. In fact, you should be okay. checking the bearing on the ninety nine. Yeah, so you jack up one wheel at a time. Okay. Okay. Then you grab the top of the wheel with both of your hands. Brace yourself. Get a good solid stance and push and pull on that thing just as hard as you can, like you're trying to rip the tire off the rim. Okay. And if you okay. hear any noise when you do that, if you hear a little click, 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 that means the wheel bearing's loose. If you hear a clunk, clunk, that means the kingpin's loose. Now, if you've got some okay. movement and you're not quite sure what it is, have somebody jump up in the truck and step on the brake. Now, the brake will lock up the hub. If you grab it and it still moves, that's a kingpin. If, if the does. movement okay. stops when the brake's on, that's a wheel bearing. Right. And in a 99 Freightliner, you're really probably going to have to check those bearings regularly. About every 50, 75,000 miles easy. Yeah. If your, kingpins, if your kingpins were replaced less than two years ago. I don't have any. And you've got this problem again, the odds are it's a wheel bearing. Right. Okay. Now, I was planning on doing the front brake on this truck here. So mm-hmm. I was thinking about just going to put all new wheel bearings on it because truck has about 1.4 million miles on it. But, yeah, uh, they I've don't owe you anything. anything on it. Yeah, 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 that'd so be a good thing to do. I was thinking about just replacing the whole thing all the way, new studs, new new brake, new drums, new everything in the front there with that. And when you so, do it, put pro-torque nuts on the bearing adjustment. Right. What is that pro, pro-torque? Pro-torque. Pro-torque nuts uh-huh. for the wheel bearing adjustment. Yep. Okay. Um, on, on this specific wheel bearing, do you, do you know how tight it has to be, how much pound of torque? Well, that depends on which particular wheel bearing you have, okay? You probably don't have the sleeve bearings, but that old truck 
I don't think it had the unitized bearing. Wait, oh. Do you have to put oil in the hub, front hubs every once in a while? Yes. I, well, I'm not every okay. once in a while. I flushed, That's fine. I flushed it out the other day, and I put That's fine. fresh oil in there. Yeah, what I was worried about was whether you had an oil bath bearing or if it was a sealed grease bearing. You've got an oil bath bearing. No, it's okay. an oil bath, yes. Yeah. All right. Then the, then the next question is, when you adjust the bearing, are you doing it with the wheels still on there, or are you adjusting the bearing with just the, the hub? Well, I didn't adjust it. I just cl- got drained the oil out of it and put the fresh oil I, in I there. understand. But you just asked me how to adjust the bearing, and I need to oh, know, okay. is the okay. wheel going to be on there when you're doing it, or, is the, or are you just going to have the hub when you're doing it? It's just uh, a hub because they're going to be doing the brake on there, so... Okay, so you strip it down, you're putting it back together, you're going to spin the yeah. hub, you're going to tighten it down good and snug, and it'll start slowing down there. You're going to back it off, then you're going to spin it back up there, and I want you to tighten it to 40 foot-pounds with a pro-torque single nut, and when you get to 40, just put the clip ring in and leave it alone. Right. Okay. All right? All right. Well, good deal. Thanks, guys. Then just... No problem. Call us if you have any questions. We'll be glad to work with you. When, you. when you get done with all that and you put the wheel together and you get the assembly completely done, go ahead and do the same check we were talking about earlier with the wheel on. Yeah, grab it and, and shake make it. Sure it's not make sure it's right. After you're all done. Okay? All right, good. Thank, thank you. Thanks. Awesome, buddy. You have a good one. Right. Okay. All right. Well, that was good. That was we got to talk a little about bearings and kingpins and alignments and yeah. All right. toe and thrust. And yeah. Bearings. We I didn't mean, talk about girlfriends. Calls. Let's look at 317 phone area code. Um, um, Indiana. Indiana. I bet he's in Indiana. Uh, I don't think he's, he's in. snowed in. It's a small state. Check it out. Driving east or west. Let's find out. All right. Hello, Indiana. Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. Are you there? Yep. Can you hear me? Indianapolis, Indiana? Uh, yeah, I can hear you fine. Are you in Indianapolis? Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, maybe twenty minutes, maybe twenty thirty minutes north of Indy right now. Cool. All right. Very good. Hey, uh, trying to, uh, uh, I've got a comment about and a question about um, a, a new tire with Bridgestone. But first, I'm trying to maximize my fuel economy, and so mm-hmm. I wondered if I get any advice on the tire pressure because I. I'm a new owner-operator and uh, not wanting to tear up tires, but I do want to maximize uh, my fuel economy. Okay. Let me give you the overview on it then, okay? Okay. If you run the minimum recommended pressures put out by the tire manufacturers, you would run 110 in your steer and 75 in the rear. That would be the recommended pressure according to the load and inflation charts. If you run 75 in the rear and 110 in the front, you're going to get all lock, all kinds of cupping and problems. Tire okay? problems. We find typically the best pressures in the rear are somewhere between 90 and 100 pounds, where we get a really good wear. We're not too much overinflated. We still have a good footprint. The tire wear is good, and we get good, decent roll. On the steer axle, we normally recommend if your sidewall says 110, we like to see 120. So that you're not at the minimum pressure, you're a little bit above it, and you get better tire work. Now, the limit on that is the rim. The sidewall pressure on the tire is the minimum pressure for the load specified on the tire. But the rim has a maximum cold inflation stamped on it, and that's what your limit is. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a 12,000-pound axle, you'll have 120 PSI rims. If you have a 13,000-pound axle, you'll have 130 PSI rims. 
Okay? Pat? So, what's your load capacity on your steer axle? I believe it's a 2017 Volvo VNL. I'm assuming it's 12,000, but I'd have to check. I'm assuming it's 13.2. What does the pressure on the sidewall of your tires on the steer axle say? Uh, I'm not sure. I bet they're 120. All right. And the reason I'm going there is because Volvo has a problem with the front end of their trucks being too heavy. So they tend to run 13.2 front axles. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. if you open up, are you driving right now? I am. Yeah. No. Well, then you can can't you? open the door and look at the doorpost for me, Kate. It's, it's kind of cold. Yeah. If it were yeah, warmer. It's, it's chilly up here. Yeah. If it were warmer, we'd recommend leaning out. Yeah. Open the door and just kind of lean out while you're driving. Nobody right. would care. Um, but in the doorpost, there is a sticker that tells you what the weight capacity of your front axle is. Right. Okay. And the stick and the sticker also gives you the minimum pressure that the that, that steer tire should have. Okay. So if you can open up the door real quick, look at it and then let it shut. No, let's not. Do that it. won't work. Never mind. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now, now that's the overview on inflation from a tire wear. Okay. Now, okay. what is the overview on inflation for tire uh, for fuel, fuel economy? economy. According to the footprint, yeah, the size of the footprint, the rolling resistance, the amount of flex to the sidewall, according to the tire manuals that I've got, if you ran a tire 20% underinflated, it would cost you 1.5% fuel economy. Okay? Okay. If you ran a tire 20% overinflated, it would save you somewhere between one half and three quarters of a percent fuel economy. Yeah. And this is all because of rolling resistance. Yeah. So in my view, you're going to run them overinflated to get the best tire wear. And overinflated is going to give you the best fuel economy. Right. So we got no problems. Run the rears at about 100. Run your front at 120 or so, depending on what the tire is. And everybody will be happy. Sounds great. Hey, um, on these Volvos, this is the uh, third new Volvo that I've had the privilege to run uh, mm-hmm. in a couple of years. Uh, this is the mm-hmm. first truck that's mine, but mm-hmm. uh, I was the lead driver at a fuel transport company, and I got a couple of different ones to break in. Mm-hmm. Um, and those new low-rolling resistance tires that Bridgestone put out, the uh, Low Pro 225s, on every single, well, on the three new Volvos that I've driven, about 124, 125,000 miles, the right front tire chops all the pieces all of a sudden. On the outside the right front. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Your, your truck's going to do it, too, unless you fix it. But what do I got to do to fix yeah. it? What's up? All right. Volvo, starting in, 19, in 2000, set their trucks up to turn sharper than anybody else's did. All right. And from the time they started doing that, we started losing the outside shoulder and the right front tires. We didn't know what was uh, causing it. Then in 2009-2010, Freightliner Cascadia set theirs up to turn the same as the Volvos did because it was a competitive thing. Okay? Right. And they started losing the outside shoulder on the right front tire. <laughs> it turns out that Volvo and Freightliner, and now other guys are offering this option, the steering wheel will turn further to the right and to the left than the other guys will. If you turn the right front tire too far out... The tire leans up on its outside shoulder when it's in that turn. 
Then the steering arm and the tie rod under the truck get in line with each other, and they wiggle like a double-jointed elbow, and the tire's up there on its edge just chopping the shoulder off. Oh, wow. It does it doesn't do it to the left front tire because when you make that same maximum turn and the tie rod and the steering arm are in line, the steering gearbox is still holding the left front tire, so it doesn't wiggle. Right on the front side of the spindle. So the correction is, if you park your truck tonight, you're sitting there, the wheels are straight ahead, the engine's still running, count how many turns your steering wheel makes to the right. If it's more okay. than two turns, more than two turns is too much. Right. You want two turns or less. I don't care how far it goes to the left, but right. if it goes more than two turns to the right, you're going to take the outside shoulder off the right front tire. Now, you Got can go it. to a garage, and they can adjust the steering stops on the axle or the steering stops in the gearbox. I don't care how they adjust it, but don't let it go past two turns. Got it. Makes perfect sense because in the fuel business that I that I was in, and I'm, I'm still in the fuel business, but now I only go rack to rack. I mm-hmm. used to go into small gas stations that really uh, a, a big truck shouldn't have been there in the first place, and you'd have to use every little bit of turning that you possibly could. Yep. Uh, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate in my new business here that I go terminal to terminal, and I have a half acre to get where I need to go everywhere I go. So if you lose a quarter of a turn, and that's typically what they turn, the Volvos will turn two and a quarter turns. Sometimes uh-huh. they'll turn two and a half. That extra quarter turn is where the problem's coming in. Yep, it's just Got the very it. last part of it. I'll have okay. them set. I'll have them set. I'll have them set it so it won't go more than two turns. And thank you guys, much appreciated. So, so it's not the tire. I can go back to those Bridgestone yeah. tires the next time with the low rolling resistance. Yeah, it does. Now, what'll happen? What'll happen if you let's say you run a Michelin, okay? It might uh-huh. go an extra twenty thousand miles before it loses the outside shoulder. Got it. But it's still going to do the same thing, right? Got it. But we stop it from going more than two turns, and I save my tires. Exactly. That's the progress. You'll definitely increase like your tire it. length. Okay. I like it. Thanks, guys. All right. You bet. You have a good day. Thank you for calling. Bye. Okay. All right. That was good. How long have we been doing this? Oh, three years now. Oh, well, no, we've been doing it about 40 minutes. Okay. Okay. So we got another 20 minutes left. Uh, yep. And we got one more question. One more question. I get to sing. Uh, What's the 724 code? Let's hope not. 724. 724. 724. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, and I bet he's in there. Let's 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 find out if he's in Pennsylvania. I'm yeah, gonna say I bet he, he is. is. I bet he's home. He's disgusted with he, the yeah, Steelers. He, and Pittsburgh the, lost. Oh no! Wait, Philadelphia won. I'm saying Philly won. Pittsburgh yeah. lost. Right. So if he's in Eastern Pennsylvania, he's happy. He's Western, Western Pennsylvania, he's considering suicide. Yeah. All right. Let's find right. out. Hello, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Hi guys. How you doing? <laughs> We're having a good day. Yeah, we did. We 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 did lose. I had to listen to them on the radio, but we, I cried the whole way. But but I'm not but in Pennsylvania. I'm I, I'm going to try to make this quick though because I'm in Virginia coming up on the tunnel, and uh, uh, I will okay. lose you. Okay, let's do it quick. So, let's do it hey, quick. I I got a Freightliner Classic 01. 
and I've had yep. this problem for quite a while now. The front yep. end just keeps wanting to wander all over the road. I just mm-hmm. keep I, I I had to keep correcting it. I changed all the uh, the uh, universals of the steering. I put a new mm-hmm. steering box on it. I put new king. Let me save you new, time. Let me go save ahead. you time. I bet you money it's towed out. Right. It follows every crack in the road. It hunts. It's it's just oh, you oh my attention every second. Okay. Now. Oh my God! Big, big, big time. Yes. Now, would you like to be able to measure it yourself instead of trusting somebody else? Yes. Okay. You need. I'm getting, some very I'm getting good wear on the tires. Okay. Yeah. Good. But but it can be towed out a thirty-second yeah, of an inch and do this. Okay. Now you're going to need okay. to go and buy go. some exotic exotic tools that you probably don't have. Okay. Okay. Right. You no. need a roll of duct tape. <laughs> Duct tape, yep. Okay. And you need a tape measure. Yep. And you need an ink pen. Yep. And you need an assistant. An assistant. Vanna White. Vanna White would be great. Vanna White. (laughs) Yeah. Vanna White. Okay. All right. Now, when you've got these parts, you drive the truck into a parking lot someplace where you're driving straight ahead. You roll it to a stop. Straight ahead. Okay. Stop the truck. On the back side of the steer tires... On the outmost okay. rib of the tire, you clean a spot mm-hmm. off, dry it, and put a piece of duct tape on there. On both sides. On both okay. front tires on the back side of them. Now, you want it low enough okay. that you can string a tape measure across without hitting any parts or anything. So okay? below the level of the springs. Okay, I got you. You make a little ink mark on both of those pieces of duct tape with your pen. You slide it across. You have your assistant hold it on the two-inch mark on their side. You pull the tape measure tight, and you get a measurement. Got it? First hole number you can find. Okay. Then you drive okay. the truck forward so those two pieces of duct tape show up in front. And you measure it again. Okay. The front measurement should be a sixteenth of an inch shorter than the back measurement. So it'd be so different like that. Yeah. Yeah. If it's okay. a thirty second of an inch shorter than the front measure than the back measurement, it's not short enough. Yeah, but I'd be willing to bet it's gonna be longer. But the, what? I bill a new bet when he rolls it. The front measurement's going to be longer than the rear one. Well, yeah. And oh, I'll be towed out. I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Okay. Because it's all now, oh, over the road. It's, it's just now. Do you want to fix that instead of trusting somebody else? Yeah. Okay. You need two fifteen sixteenths wrenches and sockets mm-hmm. to loosen the clamps mm-hmm. on the tie rod. That that's that piece of pipe that goes across okay. behind the yep, tires. I'm, I'm, I'm then you need a nice, it. you need a nice big pipe wrench, okay? Pipe wrench, yeah, uh-huh. uh, and a piece of pipe. <laughs> Maybe Probably. a piece of pipe depends. And then you yeah. want to turn that tie rod up and toward the front of the truck. Right. That'll make the tie rod longer and tow in the tires. From, right. From have standing, you ever replaced the tie rod be, on this? Yeah, you're standing behind. No, the I haven't. You stand behind it, so car. it would. It would turn yep. counterclockwise, correct, then? Well, I don't know if you're on the passenger side of the truck or the driver's side. Driver's side. So, yeah, counterclockwise. Okay. Counterclockwise. Now, okay. How much do you turn it? Well, the, If you turn it a quarter of a turn, it's going to change to a quarter inch. Right. Oh, wow. If you, <laughs> if you turn it an eighth of a turn, it'll change to an eighth of an inch. Right. Now, once you turn it the amount you think is right, you don't tighten the clamps up. 
You drive the truck forward so the tires rotate about three turns. That's about 30 feet. You stop okay. it. Yeah. You make sure your duct tape marks are there. You measure it. You roll it forward again. You measure it. And make sure it's a 16th shorter on the front than the back. Then you tighten up your clamps and you're all done. Right. Wow. Always yes. recheck your work. Okay. That's that sounds now, wonderful because I've done – go ahead. And if you've been getting aligned – in alignment shops that use turn plates. They park the truck up on these nice turn plates. They do the alignment. The problem is that once you start driving, the drag that pulls up on the tire pulls them to tow out, and they can't read that on the turn plates. Right. And they never really mm-hmm. check their work. Yeah. And it's, okay. Uh, and it's, it's been, that's been about five or six years since I had alignment, and the front end's been oh. fine tire-wise, you know. Yep. And, but yeah. that's what they use. Yeah. Yep. Now, you, if you go to like one of the I said, shops, I, I replaced everything. Yeah, if you go to one of the shops that uses our equipment, we don't use turn plates in our operations. Right. Yeah. And that, we this, this, let me ask you: Does, does Pittsburgh Power use them? Yep. What do they, they use? Our, your stuff. They got oh, our yeah. stuff. Do they? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I'm only about I'm only about 20 miles from Bruce. I live. Well, tell them you want to align your truck. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, I'm, I may do that because I haven't, uh, like I said, it's been about six, seven years since it's been lined up. I get good wear in the yeah. tires. I mean, well, mm-hmm. I, I think I do. I get I get about 125 in, in that range. 125 to so, me is medium tire wear. I right. want 180 to 200. That, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. For a line Okay, well, maybe I will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, what, what it is. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'll check with them. Thanks, guys, a million. You bet you, bud. Have a great Thank day. You, you do. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. This was good. We have got um, 15 minutes left. But we don't have any call, any questions. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. At least it's not singing church songs. That's what I'm saying. The whole night. Oh, somebody no. somebody jumped right in. Somebody Look at that. smart. 801 area code. <laughs> Where is 801? You got a guess? Um, you can't oh, guess. Uh, You'll never uh, guess Nevada. it. Utah. 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 Close. Yeah, Utah. Salt Lake City. There couldn't be two, two, different, two more different places than Las Vegas and Salt Lake City. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty different. Utah. That's pretty different. Right. Let's see what Utah has to say. Okay. Hello. Yeah, they're way different places. <laughs> way different. <laughs> yeah. So what's up? Um, I got alignment done, and now yeah. my front end's clicking and popping every time I turn or the cab shift. Oh, you're feeling a pop and snap underneath the front of your truck under your feet, right? When you turn. Mm, mostly, I hear it. Is this a is this really a Peterbilt or a Freightliner? <laughs> international. Oh, and international's doing it. Cool. Okay. Typically when we get a snap and pop, when you're maneuvering at low speeds, turning the steering wheel and you're or you're crossing the crown of the road and the and the shift, it's the back yeah. end of your front leash springs where the shackles go from the frame down to the back end of the leash spring. There's a little gap between spring in the shackle or between the frame bracket and the shackle and the and the the bracket snaps over and pops. 
whenever okay. you, as your weight shifts or as you get turned. Right. So it's easy to fix. What we used to do is we would put a jack between the leash spring and the frame and just jack it so the pressure was off of the shackle. We'd undo the shackle, and we'd put some washers on the pins to fill up that gap. Put the shackle plate back on and tighten it up, and everything's fine. Or you can turn up the radio. No, no. Turning up the radio don't help. <laughs> I, I tried that. You still hear it. It's still here. You can still feel it. Uh, now, I, and 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 if it's doing that, one another interesting hair characteristic is if you go from the slow lane to the fast lane and you go over the crown of the road, the shift will make your steering wheel lunge. Yep. Oh, I haven't experienced that yet. Yeah, that's a wow. fun one. <laughs> so usually it's just that shackles on the back end of the of the front leash springs. Okay. So just okay. jack it up a little bit, pull that pin out, put some washers in, put the no, pin back in. And, uh, no, the pin, the pin stay on. You're just going to take the outer shackle plate off. You'll right. undo the bolts and take it off, okay? Right, it's two pieces. Oh, wait a minute. This could be the, this could be the old style where it's a bolt going through there. Well, what year is it? Yeah, what year is this, International? 2007. Yeah, it could be either one then. <laughs> yeah, if there's a plate that you can simply undo the crimp bolts and take it off, you undo the crimp bolts, take the plate off. You got to put the jack in there, take the pressure off. <laughs> take that off and put washers in there to fill it. Either way, you fill the gap. Okay. Okay. All righty, buddy. Have a good one and drive safe. Well, do thank you. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> well. <laughs> I could I could sing a well, I, I should say sting. Um no. we, we said this is that's the typical problem. Yep. Is there anything else that would have caused that? Well, there's always something else that could cause everything we're talking about. True. We're doing what we consider the ninety-five percent solution. Ninety-five percent of the time when I get this complaint, this is what I fix and it solves okay. it. Five percent of the time I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, <laughs> and they call back and we have to go through something else. Right. Yeah. Okay. If he goes through this and it solves it, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, it looks like we've run out of people with questions or comments. All right. And I'm in favor of just saying it's been a great night, and we'll close this down, and we'll meet him next time. What do you think? I'm okay with that. I'm. Uh, I've been. Uh, I'm worn down for some silly reason today. I'm exhausted from watching exciting football games. <laughs> Those people were working really hard. <laughs> they were. And I was sitting there in my Barca lounger drinking and, and having snacks, and it was great. Well, folks, it's been fun. It's been real. We will try this again next Sunday. Yes, so join us then with your questions and comments. Bye. Right, bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.